I don't think you're the problem here. <laughs> That's true. No, I mean not that not that you're the problem. <laughs> everyone welcome to the bears and brews podcast micro brewing edition i'm pam and i'm salome i forgot we were doing a micro brewing <laughs> yeah that's all we're doing right now <laughs> i'm so excited i love our micro brewing episodes this one <laughs> we'll see how uh, exciting this one is <laughs> can i tell everyone what you titled it uh, just for our behalf our title yeah, just for the like <laughs> recording route, like yeah, yeah, for our little recording meeting space, it says yeah. the most boring episode we've ever done, um, which is I think a surefire way to way to get me pumped up. Um, yeah, I mean this is recording. the time when if if our listeners haven't opened a drink yet, maybe do it now. <laughs> no, 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 you've made it this far. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, okay. So today, what I want to talk about is different kinds of terminology, because we've mm -hmm. had some people request um, that we do an episode on some of the different words that we use in the episodes. So, like blast or which words? No, <laughs> no. I have a whole <laughs> list of them to go through. So. I'm curious. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. Not that I don't normally, but like. Uh, yeah, lot, I mean, that, like this one is very, there's a lot of information in this episode. Um, yeah. If you have a wildlife biology degree, you can just skip this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we just get right into it? Mm hmm. So the first one that I wanted to define is just ecology. I know that's like pretty well known, but um, I don't know what it is. Oh. I mean, yeah, totally. It's this. It's just the study of relationships of organisms to each other and the environment. Oh, that makes sense. I feel like that's one of those things I like knew but couldn't define. Yeah, and there there's a lot of those sense. on here. Yeah. Okay, uh, next one is taxonomy. You know what? You, what you should you should try to define no, these. No, yes. I Let's knew do it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> do it that way. way. <laughs> okay, I think taxonomy is our system for grouping and naming types of organisms. Exactly. Yeah. Is our classification. Right? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Pam. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Now, it might not be as boring as I thought since we're going to do this <laughs> quiz style. You're welcome. Okay. Um, trophic cascade. Trophic cascade. Uh, shit. Trophic. Trophy's like growing, right? No, not in this case. No? We have talked to, I have defined this on the show multiple times. Oh. Well, <laughs> thanks for like... <laughs> making it easy for me uh i don't know what uh define it again another multiple time okay so it's like the um indirect actions from a species that impact the entire ecosystem oh, okay so um the what we were talking about uh with the sea otters where they're eating sea slugs which eat 
the algae off the sea or sorry they're eating crabs that eat sea slugs and the sea slugs eat the algae on the vegetation which keeps the vegetation alive so are the sea slugs the penises no that's a sea cucumbers oh okay sorry. yeah i just needed to get my penises straight okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Um <laughs> Jesus. Uh <laughs> All right. Um so actually I can give a better example. Um like wolves is probably the biggest one that people around here would give the example of um because you know they're killing more elk and the elk were like eating all the trees and <laughs> I'll cut that. And it was messing up the riverways and things like that and so by the wolves being there, ultimately, there's, like, more moose, there's more beavers, osprey, the waterways are healthier. Uh, although mm. it's not just because of the wolves. I do want to call that out. There's a lot of things that go into that, including an extended growing season because of climate change. So there's a lot of things that go into that. But that is, like, probably one of the most well-known examples of, you know, wolves killing elk. So there's healthier tree populations and all that sort of shit. That makes sense. Okay, the next one, food web. Food web. So like the interconnectedness of different animals' diets? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah? It's like all the food chains in a specific ecosystem. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, what about <laughs> endemic? Oh, endemic is like it is from that place, right? Like endemic yeah. to an area. I'm I'm not good at like providing definitions. I feel like most of the time from context, I can like guess what it means, but I'm very bad about being like, this is the definition. Yeah. So the big difference, the reason why endemic and native are not the same is because endemic, that's going to be a more restricted geographic area. Mm. versus native which is just you know the like species native to north america or yeah. oh okay. yeah okay yeah so you could say um you know like lemurs are endemic to madagascar right because that's a restricted mm -hmm. geographic area basically and they oh my god his next episode lemurs no <laughs> and they don't occur anywhere else <laughs> okay that makes sense. So you could say coyotes are endemic to North America. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So we just did native kind of. Um, what about non-native? The opposite of native? Yeah, but there's a little asterisk. <laughs> so non-native isn't just the opposite of native. So I don't know. What is the little asterisk? Okay. Well, you're right in that it's the opposite, right? Which is like that they don't naturally occur in that area. But the asterisk is that they don't, like, hinder or prevent survival of others within the ecosystem. Oh, they're not, um, like, invasive? Yeah, that's the next one. Okay. And I have to define that? Yeah, I mean, we kind of just did, right? <laughs> invasive is not non-native. Yeah, we'll just, uh, for my definition, I just like to replay... Uh, 15 seconds ago when <laughs> yes get back it. on your players <laughs> yeah i mean invasive is just that non-native species but 
they like overcome or outcompete the native species. Like starlings are a huge example of that. Oh, yeah. Starlings are like the worst thing to come to this continent after European settlers. <laughs> okay, extirpate. Um, <laughs> like remove, remove from? That, that sounds like it's probably, it's probably not that simple, is it? Uh, it pretty much is. It's just like a localized extinction. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. X, right. Okay. Yeah, so like grizzly bears were extirpated from California. Mm-hmm. But they're not extinct, right? So that's kind of the big difference there. That it's just that one area. Yeah, speaking of stupid people, I'm going to throw this one in there. It wasn't next on the list, but let's do it. Anthropocene. Anthropocene. So anthro's like... I have no idea. Tell me what it is. Enlighten me. Okay. Teach me, <laughs> it's, it's the present <laughs> epoch that we're in, and it's kind of defined by human activity and the effects of us being fuckfaces to the environment. <laughs> yeah, I never would have gotten that. <laughs> so in one of my in one of my classes for in one of my environmental classes in college, um, we had to like do this big paper on when we thought the Anthropocene started and everybody, you know, kind of had different answers or whatever. Cause it's still, there's still some people that say it's not really a thing, but I think it's, it's the evidence is becoming a bit irrefutable, mm-hmm. you know, when they're looking at ice cores and you can see how dirty the air started getting with the industrial revolution oh. and things like that. It's just Sad. like disgusting mm-hmm. and hard, hard thing to argue at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so genotype. Mm, I know, I know, like I've heard like phenotype and genotype, but I can't think of what it means. Yeah, so uh, genotype is the genetic makeup of an organism, okay. and the phenotype are the observable characteristics of that organism. Okay, and that's coming from not only their genotype but also their environment changes how we look. Oh, the phenotype is? Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. These next couple ones we've talked about a million times. So (laughs) I'm going to shame you if you don't get them. (laughs) God damn it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Apex predator. Oh, so apex predator is like the predator that other animals, like no other animal preys on, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so, okay. What about a keystone species? A keystone species is a species that if they were to become extinct, it would really affect the ecosystem and all the other organisms around them. Yep. Okay. You pause. It's so dramatic. Just say yes oh. right away. <laughs> well, another way to put it, um, cause I always put it in the, in the negative light. Um, but another way to put it is just that, that species plays a very important role in like the ecosystem around them. Okay. That makes sense. So like they're influencing the ecosystem around them mm-hmm. is a probably lighter way to say it. Uh, okay. What about nocturnal? Uh, is more active at night or most active at night. What about diurnal? Diurnal. Isn't that like a f- kind of, it's not the opposite of nocturnal. Isn't diurnal where it's like multiple times, like morning and evening? So diurnal is the opposite. Uh, dang it. Okay. 
Do you know what the word is for the one that's more active at dawn and dusk? <laughs> God damn it. I'm just uh, flipping it up on you I now. I should know because cats, that applies it's to cats. It's a weird word. And so I have an idea, but I, I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I'm pretty sure my brain's just like autocorrecting to something random. So tell me what it is. No. Well, okay. I'll Please. tell you what it is, but then you have to tell me what your brain thinks it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's crepuscular. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> you should have trust your gut. But I was gonna pr- I was gonna pronounce it carpuscular, which is not right. Oh no! But I, I would just... I would give you the points because that's pretty damn close. Do I get I'd the points, points for saying after the fact that that's totally what no, I thought? No, because you was. could be lying. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. The next one is focal species. Focal species. Shit. Uh, like the species that someone's focused on (laughs) i don't know it's so dumb but you're right (laughs) hey that's so rude (laughs) no i mean the fact that this is even a term yeah this is a really stupid term who came up with that term it's more in in relation to like studying them, right? And and a sensitive species. So like grizzly bears would be a good example. A sensitive species that there is a lot of time and energy spent on. Oh, okay. And then a, a kind of offshoot of that is a flagship species. That sounds like that's the one that you have like go like give like make the first impressions or something yeah kind of so it, it's another focus on species but these are the ones the big ones that uh people will use to get a lot of eyes on the problem and a lot of you know like funding and people to care and shit like that so examples would be like elephants okay. or pandas or tigers right like everybody knows how endangered mm-hmm. those are because of you know, these gotcha. basically campaigns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what neoteny is? Uh, do you know what neoteny is? I actually knew what neoteny was before I even went to college. Oh, shut up. I did because I use shut it a lot up. in dog, in relation to dogs. Because you're a freaking nerd. Uh, I'm sorry. As a child, <laughs> you were like, look at the neoteny of this dog or something. I almost spit my LaCroix out all over my new laptop. No, uh, <laughs> I will say this though. I've always been so obsessed with dogs. When I was a kid, I used to make my parents and my brother like sit down in a room and I would get the encyclopedia. Like a PowerPoint? Yeah, but I would, I'd have the, I would be like <laughs> giving a presentation on a certain breed of dog and I called it the dog club and I'm sure they all hated it. This is, this is adorable. Yeah, I was oh probably like seven and I'd get the encyclopedia oh and teach them about a breed of dog. <laughs> But no, oh, that's, so that's not cute. where I learned neoteny, though. No wonder you're a nerd. Okay, so what does it mean? So it's youthful characteristics that are retained into adulthood. Oh, neo. Okay, uh-huh. that yeah. makes sense. So like big eyes would be one. Um, the reason why I knew it before is because um, that is kind of what, like if you compare dogs and wolves, Right. Dogs Mm -hmm. have like those characteristics of wolf pups. Oh, okay. We have talked about this one. um, Competitive exclusion. Shit. uh, We talked about that with coyotes and wolves. Right. So I. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was waiting for you to say yes. (laughs) Or like nod your head. Uh, So that's like when there are two 
types of animals that they end up kind of competing for the same place in an ecosystem, right? Or like they have like the, they're preying on the same food and stuff. And so one of them has to modify or adapt. Yeah, exactly. Right? That was really yeah. good. God, you you look so serious before you're oh, just like, sorry. And then you're like, it's, oh yeah, that's great. That is, that's I'm right <laughs> But before, before you say that, you just look so serious. So yeah, so you're right of, you know, things that they would eat as well as the actual habitat that they would live in. So, and it causes, you know, it usually causes the other animal to um, adapt, like you said, right? Or mm -hmm. leave the area or in some cases completely disappear. Mm. What is a biological carrying capacity? God dang it. Uh, is that when like ants carry like a whole bunch of food on their back? No. <laughs> so it's it's um in a, in a specific species like a given species it's the maximum amount of them that an area can support before them or another species is negatively affected. Oh wow. So how okay. many of these things can healthily live on the landscape basically? And mm -hmm. so there's like um, food, uh, water, um, just area. area. Yeah. And, and specific habitat, right? Like their cover, all of that kind of, you know, goes into it. And then the mm -hmm. surplus animals, um, predation, starvation, disease, or that competition. So this, this mm -hmm. happens all the time in these kind of natural cycles that we see where we might have a year of abundance for a certain species. Um, and then, you know, that's too much of them and they, they can't, that area cannot support the population. When do we hit that with humans or is that just something we're completely in denial about? I honestly think we did a while ago, but we are just pretending we didn't. Hmm. That or we're just going about doing so many things the wrong way, which is also true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so on that note, cultural carrying capacity. What do you think that is? Oh, the first one is biological? Uh-huh. Cultural. Tell me. Tell me, Pam. What is it? It's It's the same concept as carrying as the biological carrying capacity but it's always lower because it's determined by human tolerance of that species. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I was kind of afraid you were going to say that. Okay. Uh, moving on to not sad things. Uh, venomous. Oh, like they contain venom. Ve they contain venom. They contain venom. Right? Uh, so something that is poisonous to us. Okay. But I'm not the so same as poisonous. Okay, so what do you think they both – so tell me so – the difference between them? Yeah. Like, so I would think that venomous is like they actually contain venom. So like a venomous snake actually contains something that is like, you know, like neurotoxic or whatever to us and like, you know, injects it or whatever. Whereas poisonous, I imagine that could – I feel like that would be more broad. Like you could touch or ingest something that's – poisonous does that no so you got there in the end just for the wrong reason though <laughs> damn it okay <laughs> tell me so, where i'm wrong <laughs> it's everywhere. 
So the big difference is the ones that are venomous can actively deliver it to us, like a snake or a spider or jellyfish. Oh, yeah, that's kind of what I meant. And the other stuff you could just like brush up against, right? Or like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, passive delivery. So okay. like stinging nettle or certain amphibians. But they mm. all contain it. I guess that's where you went off a little bit. They both contain... <laughs> those like poisonous chemicals it's just more the delivery system of them all right we only have a couple more left to like speed round just kidding yeah (laughs) double jeopardy double yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah (laughs) okay um what about a riparian zone uh shit uh that's around a river the area around the river Thank God. Okay. Uh, any body of water, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, I just like, yeah. that's such a weird one that I don't, I wouldn't guess based off of how it sounds, but I do remember you saying it. So I was like, I better fucking remember this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ri- it's like where land meets water. So like rivers, streams, lakes. What about a riparian buffer zone? Uh, the area between the riparian zone and the rest of the environment. Yeah, and specific to the vegetation. So what it does is it provides protection for that waterway from like anything that's going on, you know, further inland. Mm. So like willows, aspens, stuff like that uh, around here. And it can actually help keep those waterways healthier and flowing better. That's kind of what happened in Yellowstone when there started being less elk is those zones, those buffer zones started to grow again. And, you know, now we have beavers back in the park and moose in areas of Yellowstone. I would have never thought I would seen them 14 years ago. And it's because of these, right, these buffer zones that are becoming healthier. Hmm. Okay. Second to last one, a sink. (laughs) <laughs> it's the thing in your kitchen that you like do your dishes in. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, ecological sink is usually what the term is. Ecological sink. Like an area where... You're right so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an area. <laughs> I was going to say like an area where like animals collect. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you put the moose it's when where you, you need let to wash them. That's where you let them dishwasher. Uh, shit. I like the collection of animals. <laughs> <laughs> just like picturing all of them kind of just like swirling around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's not collecting. Sorry. <laughs> what is it then? Okay, it's uh, it's an area where a population wouldn't be able to survive if it's isolated from other habitats oh yeah i would not have guessed that yeah so grizzlies are a really great example of that and i know we've talked about them a million times but the yellowstone to yukon and the um vital ground foundation they do and greater yellowstone eco um greater (laughs) greater yellowstone coalition they do a ton of stuff to work on connecting habitats Mm -hmm. and this is why one of the reasons why, because you want these animals to be able to go to and from different habitats because it makes a healthier population, like DNA wise. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one more for you, and it's not it's not really a definition. 
Um, it, but I did want to bring it up. It's called the Gaia hypothesis. Hmm. Do you know what this is? Have you heard of this? I am vaguely familiar with the mythological idea of Gaia. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I don't know. I'm very so, off, I think. Yeah. So it's named after like that Greek goddess or whatever, but I have kind of been touting this as a thing pretty much my whole life. And then I just found out a few years ago that uh, a scientist in the 1970s came up with this structured hypothesis for it. Um, There's not a lot of scientific evidence and it's super controversial, but this is something, you know, I'm not saying it's real because we don't have evidence for it. Right. And I am still very much a skeptical scientist brain Mm -hmm. but this is something i personally believe is a thing so i just wanted to put that out there uh there is not a lot if any actual hard evidence for this but basically this hypothesis says that the ecological interactions between the things that go on on our planet it's all one big like organism so microbes, chemistry, um, animals, plants, it's basically self-regulating. We always say, or not not you and me, but like nature will always find a way to kill us, right? Mm-hmm. Or like nature finds a way. And this is kind of along, along those lines mm-hmm. of, well, if we are destroying the earth, some shit's going to come back like COVID and kill millions of us, you know, things like that. Oh. This might sound a little conspiracy theory and I don't mean it to. It's just, it's, it's just something I personally believe that, yeah, there, I think there is some sort of balance that happens that we don't understand yet. Some kind of ecological karma or environmental karma or something? Not even karma, um, activities and actions to balance things out. Mm. And, you know, uh, we can't define how that's measured or how nature knows, but we see this, we do see this in pockets, Mm -hmm. right? In little pockets of areas, we see nature kind of balancing itself out. And so this hypothesis just said, just says that it's basically doing it on a worldwide scale Mm. with every interconnected, everything on earth. Interesting. That's really interesting. So I don't know if that sounds conspiracy or like hippie or whatever, but you know, I just think nature no i think it's cool i think i lend to or tend to lean kind of hippie-ish so when i think there's a lot more of these like natural drivers for things that we just don't understand yet but i could be totally wrong again there's no scientific Mm -hmm. evidence for what i'm saying um the scientist james lovelock he's the one who kind of came up with it he thinks there's a lot of scientific evidence to it and a lot of people do uh but it's still pretty controversial and not very supported. I think that's very cool. Yeah. So that's our definitions. Um, I hope you guys had fun playing the game along with us. I had fun. Because I had fun. <laughs> um, our next full episode and our next micro Bruin are all about bears. So we'll be back on the bears. Oh, is that what this podcast is about? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, so if you guys have any questions or you want some more deep dives into some of these topics, just let us know. Bears and Brews podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on 
Instagram, Facebook, and Threads at Bears and Brews Podcast. And you can find us on X at Bears Brews Pod. And thank you to Acast for hosting and Christian Mills for our music. Yeah, thanks everybody. See ya. Bye.